How's it going, everyone? Welcome to this edition of the Anime Limited Podcast. A little bit of a different start this week for very good reason. I just wanted to give you a quick intro because I'm changing the format a bit because people are here, there, and everywhere this week, be it on holiday, be it on business trips, being on secret meetings that I can't possibly hint or tell you about at all. So what I wanted to do to make sure that we could get a podcast of some kind in is I'm sort of recording this in two stages. There's going to be a segment on Thursday the 14th where there's going to be a group of people in there, and in fact one of those walking in right now, so you'll find out who that's going to be momentarily. But yeah, so we're going to have a group of people on the first part of the podcast, and then there will be a group on the second part, which will be recorded on the Friday, the day this is being released. So yeah, something different. Wanted to make sure you got a show. So uh, let's get to part one and find out who has, well one, just walked in the room, and then also find out who's in part one. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It is part one of this podcast today, being recorded on Thursday, the 14th of June, 2018. I am Jeremy Graves. I genuinely can't remember if I said it during the intro or not. It's been one of those weeks, everyone. But I am joined in the office studio for this segment by... Keith. And... Lauren. And that's all you've got for today, everyone. I'm getting this feeling of deja vu. <laughs> we so haven't just recorded this bit and then the phone went off. We so didn't do that. Thanks for giving that away, Keith. Thanks. Well, no, I didn't. I just said I've got a feeling of deja vu. It's you who felt the need to explain. Don't, don't be blaming me for your exposition uh, issues. <laughs> that's a new one. Never heard it described as that before. You have an exposition problem, Jeremy. You, you need to get that scene to. It could be problematic. Good job I don't give, a, give away anything bad during panels, then. <laughs> that we're aware of. I, ha- I haven't been to one of your panels in a while. So I don't remember what I say during the MCM panels most of the time, because it's such a blur the entire weekend. You just have panel blackout, do you? Do you know it's actually... Well, I'll just talk about this for a minute. So, I do find MCM weekends as a whole quite weird, because it all just seems to blend into one long day that happens to last for about five, six days. So I can't really place exactly what happened and when. I remember various things that happened, but I can't necessarily remember when they happened. Do you find that, or is it just me? No, no, I can appreciate that these days, especially as we've done so many expos up to this point. Every time that one starts, it feels like I'm just slipping back into the expo parallel universe and I've never (laughs) left... And that maybe I've always been there, and this interlude now is just some kind of fever dream while I'm in the van, thinking it's only escape from this eternal hell. <laughs> I, should, I should ask, actually, because I, I wanted to know, what was, uh, what was the soundtrack to your drive down and, and back from London? I didn't actually play that much music this Oh, time. really? Yeah, no. No, I'm not sure why. Was, uh, I did, was... did, you make, did you make Andrew Partridge talk the entire eight hours or whatever it was? Uh, not the entire eight hours, but we, we, we chatted away at various points and uh, I think just enjoyed enjoyed being on the open road because it was an unusually smooth drive this time. Hmm. I thought you were going to say enjoy each other's company. And... Oh, God, so, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> no. He, is, he is just terrible. I know. He's, he's awful. <laughs> What about you, Lauren? I know you haven't done many expos. You've done two now, right? For London? Last October and then May just gone. Yeah, two in London and one in Glasgow. Mm. So, uh, but if you can hear a lot of background noise, everyone, it's because it's really windy. It, it's what, windy it, as balls. What, what's it called? Like, I think on Twitter I saw something was trending called Storm Hector. Yeah. 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 Which, of course, the first thing I thought of was the Arsenal football player Hector Bellerin, who is not involved in the World Cup this year. But anyway, Lauren, um, did d- d- the expos sort of days just like blend into one at some point for you or have you not got to that stage yet it's not quite that bad yet 
I mean, to be fair, like we do tend to have the same clientele come up to the stand over the same three days and just tell me the same things over and over again. So it all kind of washes into one eventually. But... So what you're saying is for you, Expo's pretty much just deja vu over and over. Yeah, sure. Like, to be fair, the first day's normally fine, it's just it slowly decreases as I lose the will to live the longer it goes on. But hey-ho, such is life. Peeking behind the curtain of working at Anime Limited during MCM Expo. Sorry, MCM London Comic Con. You just can't get out of calling it Expo, really, can you? No, it's pretty much what it's lodged in my subconscious arts, because I've been going to it longest as Expo. Maybe in another five, ten years, the rebranding will finally have sunk through into my grey matter. <laughs> when by that point, they'll, they'll then decide to rename it to something else, and then just keep calling it Comic Con forever, while it's then called, I don't know, another name. I don't know, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be a magical journey getting to that point. A magical mystery tour. So uh, getting on to, I guess, paying the bills for at least a minute here. In terms of new releases, everybody, out now to add to your collection is Lupin the Third Part 4, and you can get it in high street retailers as well. We found it in HMV. We've had people say they found it in FOP and some other places as well. So make sure you get your hands on Lupin before he steals your heart away. But then this Monday, Keith, it's a big day, because not only is it Persona 3 Movie 4 on Standard Edition Blu-ray, it is also finally the release of Love Live Sunshine Season 1. What I always wanted, nine small singing girls. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I obviously uh, I, I appreciate the Love Life fan base, but it is not within my genre of interests, I will admit. I remember, was it, it must have been, what, over a year ago now or something, when we did a live podcast panel at MCM on the Sunday, and we made you take a quiz oh, about yeah, which, which Love Life Oh, yeah, which is my favourite Love Life girl, yeah. I, I, f I forget what uh, I got in the quiz. Well, it, it, was, it was that ingrained into your mind. It might be in the podcast archive, actually. I think I might have uploaded that one as a podcast. Given it was a podcast panel, that would make sense. But It was probably mentioned, but... Uh, yeah, as uh, Love Live, not really my hing. I, I don't remember which of the, uh, which of the girls I, uh, I picked or was funneled into. Was allocated. by by the quiz. <laughs> So, um, uh, in terms of anime and stuff we've been watching, or movies and stuff, what we've been watching or re reading or anything recently? Uh, anything in particular? I have actually been, because I was off for a few days last week, I was catching, I actually tried to, started to work through some of the things I put on my Netflix list. Oh, such as? Uh, finally watched, however many years it's been since the film came out long, long ago, Get Shorty, which was one of the early films from Travolta's comeback. That was great fun. Also watched uh, Parker with uh, Mr. Statham in there, which was, yeah, it was all right. But, uh, you know, you know what you're getting with, a, with an average Statham film and it kind of delivered on that. Been doing a lot of reading as well. I guess I probably should ask for anyone, probably more for the benefit of everyone listening, any anime or manga? Uh, no, actually, I do tell a lie. I've read through all of the available uh, English release One Punch Man. Cause... Oh, how are you liking it? Because you've seen the anime already, right? And then you oh, moved over to the manga? Oh, God, yeah, because I loved the anime. And I was like, mm. I, I need more. So I started reading the manga. And uh, it's certainly interesting. Some of the characters are not quite what I expected amongst the S-Class heroes. Mm. Uh, no spoilers for those who haven't got there, but King especially, I thought was absolutely fantastic. 
Because season two is meant to be this year, isn't it? I, I can't remember if it's actually airing this year now or not. I think my head. so. I'm looking forward to it, but due to the production staff changes, I'm a little leery of how it's going to turn out. Mm. So we will see. We will see. Yeah, I mean, we're fast approaching the end of this current season, so there might be news coming about it soon. Maybe. I genuinely can't remember off the top of my head. Well, I'm sure we will find out in due course. Indeed. What about you, Lauren? Any anime or stuff you've been watching reading? No, I've not really been watching anything recently. I'm having a, a break from binge-watching stuff for the time being. Hmm. To be honest, I'm really only here to talk about E3 stuff. So. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just padding out. I know, I know. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, no, I've been reading a bit more Grand Blue Fantasy, which is good fun. A, a college kid being thrown into awkward situations, now involving... So one of the stories... Oh, that's a trope I've never heard of before. I know, right, I know. But, but you know what, it, it's being made into an anime, so I thought I'd give some of it a read. And it is actually a good laugh, but uh, one of the predicaments that came up was the guy trying to make his room look like a proper freshman's college like dorm room and was getting friends to help him while, like, say, like his sister or cousin suddenly came up asking, oh, do you need a hand? It's like, nope, I've got a room prepared. Opens the door, it's just full of posters of, like, stuff, just porn. And then... The friends get scolded. No, that's not what I wanted. I wanted the complete opposite. And then you try and imagine what's the complete opposite. And then it goes down that road. It, it was a good laugh reading it. I chuckled. As long as you chuckled. Indeed. As long as it got that engagement from you, then it is succeeded. Indeed. So uh, let's go on to the crux of probably what we are mainly going to be talking about in this podcast, everyone. That being E3 reactions. You heard some predictions last week. Mine just didn't come true at all. No rock steady news, but apparently they are working on something. They've come out and publicly acknowledged that wasn't ready in time for E3, but there'll be news soon, but didn't say what it was. So I, either way, I'm just disappointed in E3, I guess. But um, let's get to the crux of the matter here. Lauren. Previously on the podcast, we talked about expectations for what you wanted, and there was one thing that you wanted. It was one thing. It was a release date for Kingdom Hearts 3. You got a release date for Kingdom Hearts 3, not actually at E3, <laughs> it came out before E3. And then we've had, what was it, the same trailer played three times, plus another one, and now you just want the game to be out at this point, don't you, I think? I'm more than happy, like from what I've seen already, plus I got exactly what I wanted before any of it had even started. <laughs> So, 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 so tell us a little bit, come on, tell us your feelings, you've seen some trailers come out, like, give us some thoughts, feelings, what, what are you thinking? I have them, I have feelings. <laughs> um, that is a dirty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm happy I have released it, I know people are angry that it's not this year, but it's still more than we've had for a very, very long time, as you will have known but God, it still horrifies me it's been that long now, hang on like, Keith hasn't heard the podcast tell the fact that you revealed in the last podcast which kind of made me realise how old I am I started playing them when I was 11 oh <laughs> oh my heart oh god <laughs> Jesus if there's one thing that'll make you feel fucking old it's me right. just me <laughs> I'm sorry I'm but anyway, um, yeah, I'm more than happy and it looks beautiful and I think it's going to be 10 out of 10. I think it's going to be amazing. And then I'll be fucking raging if there's a cliffhanger at the end of it and I have to wait Oh, you, you know there will be. <laughs> you know there will be. I mean, I actually linked you in our internal work chat. There, there's an interview going around with the director 
where someone asked him, oh, you know, what do you think of the idea of DLC? And all but said, maybe. <laughs> was that pretty much what it was? It I said, yeah, we want to, we're planning to, but we don't know what it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> there will be accessories, though. Yeah, I, I, I heard a conversation similar <laughs> to that years ago with Half-Life 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's have fun with that one applied to the Kingdom Hearts universe. Fucking hell. Is that the next big crossover? Half-Life cross Kingdom Hearts? Oh, God. No, I'm just thinking as there is a release date now, I should probably replay one and two. It won't help me catch up on the plot because of all the other bizarre shit in between. I'm playing them in chronological order now. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) This is actually something we've been discussing, Laura and I, during the week. So so what's your current plan for trying to replay Kingdom Hearts? What, what, What are you attempting to do? There's... Technically, there's a game that I think is a mobile game, which is like the very, very, very start of the whole plotline of it. You know. Hang wait, so there's a prequel to Kingdom Hearts? Just yeah, there yeah, is. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, like this happened many, many years ago, and I'm not doing that one. I'm starting off on Birth by Sleep, which is about people who are not really involved in like the first game or anything. But this has all happened before you get to them, so I'm starting off with that and going. In, chronological order so I think I've got like seven or eight games to play by January with an average runtime of what in theory oh that's me taking some out as well I think there's more (laughs) than that but I think it's seven or eight and it's going to take me a while because I started (laughs) playing the first one again and I've been playing it for about 15 hours and there's only been 7% completed on it so is that you just mainlining the main quest though, or doing yeah. side stuff? Okay. Yeah. So it's um, <laughs> probably not going to work out in my favour, but I'm going to try at least. Have you considered maybe doing like watching some let's plays of it? If it comes to it, then fine. But I would like to try and do it. I've kind of set myself a a goal at the end of it and that's my reward is to get to play the new one which I'll play regardless but <laughs> so I don't know how to ask this and you probably may not want to answer it should someone listening to this want a bit of advice as to what are the core games they should actually play if they wanted to do like a Cliff Notes version of a replay of Kingdom Hearts what would you say you have to play categorically just the main two should be fine I, I don't think it really matters too much about the side ones. Like as long as you play one and two, it should be. What about the the two point eight final chapter prologue, Malak? Is that important <laughs> or? I guess, but if you want to do that one, then you have to play Birth by Sleep as well. Which... And what's Birth by Sleep? <laughs> that's the one that's about different people that isn't Sora and his pals. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take too long for me to explain this. Like it's. Well, what was that released on? That one. What? 2.8? Uh, Birth by Sleep. Pass. PlayStation 2, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, was that like a DS game? It's like a totally different... I don't know. Look, it looks pretty janky, so I assume <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so in terms of the actual trailers that you saw in for Kingdom Hearts, anything in particular that stood out for you, or uh, other than the fact you're piped for it? But like anything in particular that, that really caught your eye? Um, There's not really been anything that I didn't know already like them doing the Toy Story thing and Frozen and Tangled and whatever but I like that they are doing the newer Disney stuff as well Mm. but they'll still obviously include the older stuff I'm looking forward to the Wreck-It Ralph one though that'll be fun 
I think it, it just it looks beautiful, it looks totally different. I've noticed that everyone's gone for shorter hair in at this time, which is very on trend just now, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I haven't watched any of the recent trailers. I mean, have they have they shoehorned in any uh, Marvel or Star Wars yet? Mm, not as far as I've seen, so... <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean's in it now, though. Pirates of the Caribbean's already in it. Or was it already? I, I don't know. The guy who, like, in the trailer, they had, like... At Jack Sparrow, and the voice was like, "Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good Johnny Depp impression." And I'm waiting for someone to tell me, "No, that's actually Johnny Depp," because <laughs> he really needs the money or something. I don't know. Just see if he backhands Kyrie, and then you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> One, there was a wonderful, there's a wonderful thing going around because you haven't you probably haven't seen uh, all that stuff from it, but there was a moment in that trailer with the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff where it's the main character's name, Sora. Is it? Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't know. I can't play it. Uh, it was Sora, Jack Sparrow, and then Goofy and Donald. And there's a wonderful screen cap of the looks of, on Goofy Oh, I've and seen Donald's that face. going around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Many a meme is being created based around those now. Oh, that's tremendous. But, uh, but uh, I mean, from watching, I think it was the same trailer three times over like three conferences. And very it, slight differences in them. Oh, were there really? Very, very slight differences. Well, really, seriously. The camera is a foot to the left. <laughs> <laughs> No, they would include like little like extra bits in each one, like as the conferences went along. But yeah, very very slight differences in all so, of them. So each of them were like an extended mix. Sure. <laughs> That's how that franchise rolls. Yeah. There you go. Is it, so overall, you are you're super hyped for Kingdom Hearts three. I'm very happy. So we talk about how you're hyped for the game. Let's talk about the various versions available to buy. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go for the super expensive one that has the uh, the interesting looking figures nope. included with it? No, no. I am going for the regular deluxe version. I've dropped 80 quid on it already. <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, the other one was £200 for it. It's not that other one you said the regular deluxe version. The regular, no, I know. <laughs> it's the super deluxe version. Or the limited edition super deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but the, the one without the shape figures in it, pretty much, because I didn't want to drop 200 quid on something when they look like they do mm. which is unfortunate but I'd rather save the money and then get a figure I actually want with it you know save myself 120 quid there'll probably be a cool looking statue release at the same time oh there's already two figures I want so if I can save myself 120 quid now then uh, you, you know the play arts line will be shitting out all sorts of yeah. awesome stuff yeah my poor wallet the merch machine on Kingdom Hearts 3 when that comes out. <laughs> oh, God, I think I've got a couple of uh, Kingdom Hearts ones knocking around at home somewhere, actually. I've got this lovely little one. You know, they did the little kind of statuettes. Mm-hmm. I've got one of Sora kind of crouching on top of a building or something. I think I had that and broke it. <laughs> it like, I think it lasted a day in my hands. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so, m- moving on from, from the Kingdom Hearts talk, Keith. Yes. I know you are only disappointed in E3. What are you on about? I was overjoyed at the sheer amount of Final Fantasy VII Remake news. Oh, wait! (laughs) Nothing! (laughs) Fuck you, Square. (laughs) I told you there was going to be nothing. I know. I I, I honestly had no (laughs) expectation that there would be... But just even just the... You know, just a placeholder or something saying, you know, nothing new to report, we'll come back to it, you know, six months, 12 months down the line. Just... Even that, you know, just... Some kind of date for new... I'm so fucking thirsty for this game. So, Keith. Jesus. What's the one thing you've really been wanting 
when it comes to Final Fantasy VII Remake. If there's one bit of news they'll give you, one tidbit, I want you to drop a screenshot of how best girl Tifa is going to look. Because <laughs> that's what every thirsty fucking Final Fantasy VII fanboy wants at the moment. Because when they did all the original trailer stuff from early in the game, it had, you know, Cloud, Barrett, the rest of the Avalanche gang. Forget. Oh, yeah, the quick glimpse of Aerith in there as well. I want to say there was, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, but no Tifa. But, of course, as they've, uh, you know, fucking thrown everything out and gone back to the drawing board, they'll probably have tweaked all those now as well. So, yeah, no. The, the, it's the, going to be a chibi platformer now. You realise that? Like Super Mario, Final Fantasy VII style? Oh, I'd be so angry, and yet I'd probably still buy it. <laughs> Haven't you already dropped your money on that, technically? No, because I'm waiting for them to announce whatever ridiculous special edition they do, because I, I will fucking buy it, and bloody Square Enix know that all the sad bastards like me are going to buy it. Wouldn't, so. wouldn't you love it if they just decided, no, we're just going to release standard version? Like, they won't do a special edition. I know it won't happen, but imagine <laughs> if they just decided, just standard. Nothing else to go with it. No merch or anything. Or so. So what I do is I just buy the standard version and then use the excuse of the money I apparently saved by lack of a limited version by buying several statues I probably don't fucking need. <laughs> or wouldn't you buy two copies so you can keep one sealed and pristine? No, I'm not quite that bad. A game is meant to be played. Basically, unfortunately, despite myself, I am the type of fan that. Uh, Fucking Square Enix could slap Final Fantasy VII on anything and I would buy it. Dog turd, kicking the bollocks, I would probably buy it. Because, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I think I think the only thing that saved... I, my vain hopes of E3 were basically based on that lacklustre Square Enix uh, conference. But my, my, my main uh, joy from E3 was the fucking uh, new Death Stranding... Uh, trailer stroke gameplay reveal so there's a lot to unpack in that trailer so is it just like a, a baby delivery game or like you're just delivering corpses because at one point there was someone carrying a corpse in a in a sleep sack by the look of it a sleeping bag on his back yeah well I've just been most been. I mean there's all been I, I would love it if, the, if Kojima just decided he wanted to make a spiritual successor to Paperboy but he wants to make it in the most extreme way possible that's a very avant-garde approach to Paperboy. No, I mean, obviously each trailer has just thrown out more questions in its answer and everybody's like, what does it mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm all fucking about that. It's like, you know what? I do want to find out what's going on and I look forward to doing it by playing the fucking game. When? <laughs> well, before Final Fantasy VII Remake, so... <laughs> okay, you do what I ask Genuine question. Do you think Death Stranding will come out before FF7? Oh, fucking easily. Uh, Kojima isn't uh, making a game engine from scratch this time. He's uh, using something that's already in place. He's using um, Guerrilla Games as one. The yeah, same guys at so, Horizon. So yeah, I mean, the shots they revealed look lovely. So I don't know, I reckon some point in the next couple of years. Mm. I do like the way that every year around E3, Kojima likes to add another cast member to this game. <laughs> he added two more this time. I'm just sort of thinking... Yeah, you know, he did. It's just like, this is what's going to happen like every year until this game comes out. Just keep adding another cast member. I totally forgot it was a thing, but as soon as I seen um, Matt Mickelson was in it, I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, he, he looks like a fucking he, Hannibal Lecter and anything. He, he, he looks like a pleasant man in this game. I'm sure he has happy feelings all the time. <laughs> uh, do you follow Kojima's Twitter at all? I do not actually. No. Just the, the, the pictures of like just him and Norman Reedus that are constantly shared is just amusing. <laughs> like Norman Reedus holding a script in his hand, looking like he's getting direction from Kojima at one point. It's like, what are you guys doing? I mean, for me, though, I think that the trailer of all of E3... I mean, admittedly, Jump Force set me ablaze as an anime fan when it was the... <laughs> Lauren shaking her head. When it was, like, the tease of, like, Naruto, Dragon Ball, One Piece, which I immediately thought meant they're doing a new game of Battle Stadium D.O.N., which was a Japanese fighting game that was released on PS2 and GameCube in 2006 for Battle Stadium, Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto, which, yes, I did import. And it was kind of like a Smash Bros game, which you won based on momentum. I'll stop going on. It's not what I think it is. It's kind of more like a 3D fighting game, like the old Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi games. Yeah, right. Okay. Sort of something like that, but they want to make it really easily accessible. And it looks pretty cool from some of the, the, the very early footage they've shown. But uh, I'm just curious to know if it's, if, what they're going to add from like all the Jump Universe, because potentially this could be a really big deal. But the, the best trailer of all for me was the Cyberpunk 77 trailer. I am quite... Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. Project Red's next out in... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. so good. I am quite excited by that. Apparently it's kind of more like a first-person game as well, which is an interesting sort of take on what they've done before, but there's a lot more like sort of shooting mechanics involved and stuff like that. But like from some of the reactions I've been sort of hearing and reading about online it sounds like it's epic is there going to be character customization on that apparently you will make a character at the beginning of the game oh well I'm blatantly just going to make cyberpunk Geralt then <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to do I'm just going to try and make Botto oh, right. yeah, yeah, why yeah. not why not there you go but but yeah like the trailer from that Microsoft conference insane I linked it to you after the fact. I know you didn't see the conference live, but... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That, uh... I mean, I dip in, out, in and out of games these days, but, uh... Oh, you, you've, you've now completed The Witcher? Well, I've, I've completed the <laughs> core game of The Witcher. I'm now finally moving on to the DLC, because... How long has this taken you? A while, because you can't you can't really just pick up and play The Witcher for a little bit. You have to dedicate proper time to it. So it's basically been eating up a lot of my evenings for the last couple of weeks. So yeah, I'll get the DLC out of the way. Then maybe I can make some inroads into my other games that I have not unwrapped or touched yet. The, the, the backlog that we all have. Respectively. Yeah, yeah. Should probably do that before Death Stranding and. Uh, well, you got time. You've got a couple of years. And 2077 <laughs> comes out, so yeah, because I will definitely be dropping the cash mm. on both of those. Apparently as well, the way that the dev team been calling the game is Cyberpunk 77. So like, the whole 2077 thing is just more just to kind of indicate the timeline, but they're referring to it as Cyberpunk 77. All right. Which I think sounds really cool. <laughs> and also, from, from what was as well, it's like, it's set in like an alternative world where like big corporations like rule over the world and stuff. Which, yeah, that is so not like reality no. in any shape. Exactly, that's, that's what a lot yeah. of people say. It's like, yeah, that, you say alternative world, but... But, but either way, like th- that initial trailer was fantastic. And overall, I actually thought the Microsoft conference was really good. And uh, they even got me interested in a Gears of War game. Not the Funko Pop one, like the actual Gears of War 5 one. The trailer they showed for that it actually got me moderately intrigued. I liked it because it was very little to do with Microsoft overall. It was just mm. trailers. It was, what was it? Fifteen new games. 
and only 18 of them were Xbox exclusive. Mm. Oh, Devil May Cry looked awesome as well. That was great fun. That was a great trailer. Uh, Devil May Cry always looks awesome, though. Mm. I do want to go back and play the, the old ones, because I haven't played them in so damn long. Yeah, I think I've got the, I think I've got the first one knocking around somewhere. I'll have to dust off the PS2 and uh, <laughs> go, oh why my god, that? look at these graphics. Why do that when you can get it for the PS4 now? Yeah, I keep forgetting that because there's a couple of games sitting on my shelf that uh, I got for the PS2. Much to my shame, that still haven't got round to playing. But I think I say it's so shrink wrapped. <laughs> one of them is, but now there's PS4 remasters, and I'm like, what have I become? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I thought the Microsoft conference was really good. The um, the EA one was a uh, an experience to kick off E3. But the Ubisoft one. Uh, I thought was really good fun. Everyone on that stage looked like they were having a good time. Even the guy that threw himself through a mini display and came out on a bike. And then the, 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 the dancing bear at the beginning for the Just Dance stuff. You're looking so confused, Keith, because I know you haven't seen any footage of this. No, so. I haven't. I haven't, actually. It just sounds like you're high. It was there you like, go. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey looked incredible. I, I'm not a fan of Assassin's Creed games. I've tried them before, just couldn't get into them. But this one, they kind of hooked me because it's all got Greek mythology and stuff. I'm into that. Damn them. And what were the other ones? The Sony conference was a... Uh... Meh. <laughs> I didn't mind it. It's just... Meh. It was fine. It was perfectly fine. Mm. Ghost of Tsushima looked incredible. Mm-hmm. That looks so... Keith, you need to see this. Is that the samurai one? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen the footage for that and that does look good. Yeah, and then there were a few other ones. Like the Spider-Man footage looked really good. I was losing my mind when most of the Sinister Six were appearing on screen. I... Comic nerd here. Um, Last of Us Two, very impressive, bloody violent. Um, I probably it's won't play. Gr- it. It's a gritty world. Mm, I probably won't play it. Just because I tried the first one and I, I'm crap. Oh, oh, cheers. Um, <laughs> but that's over. Anything else to be three that stood out to you guys before we uh, before we close out this segment? What about Nintendo? So, there's a fun story we should talk about Nintendo, everyone, because it happened, was it like five o'clock on Tuesday? So we were all having a very important meeting in here, and some people in the meeting totally didn't just rush the meeting to try and get to Nintendo conference early. So we all proceeded to go back into the office, each of us load up our own respective stream of it, and we're just laughing as this, this video was being unveiled, and then at how all the Smash Brothers info went on for a good 20 minutes. All the stuff they're talking about Smash Bros, which, look, Kat, I didn't realize that Kat wasn't a massive fan of Smash Bros. And just hearing the gradual increased level of hate. It wasn't even that, it was because she wanted Animal Crossing on the Switch and she didn't get it. (laughs) Yeah, she was quite... Disappointed. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But but the amount of Smash Bros info that, I think even by Nintendo standards, that was impressive how much info that they divulged. It was too much. Oh yeah, way too much. But it was impressive though that they went to that level of detail. And the, the one that it I, went a bit deep dive for what is meant to be a general presentation of your upcoming catalogue. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, I think one of my favourite highlights was when they were like talking about certain particular details for like each character, and they got to the Wii Fit trainer, and they they all but said, basically, we've given her a face job. She looks better now when they showed the comparison shot of the last time she was in a Smash Bros game compared to now, she went, look, look at her face. She does. I mean, like, the Wii Fit trainer looked like a miserable shape. Like, I want the best job <laughs> that she got. 
Oh, what were some of the other ones? Like you mentioned them. Um, was it the the polymer from Pikmin one? Like where? Yeah, whose whose helmet smashes like, well, not even smashes it cracks like if they're hit, but two seconds later it's fine. Like so you don't even notice it, just so it's not jarring to you or anything to be like, whoa, what's happened there? It's it's all good. It's fine. That, that's it. Have you heard what the latest controversy is about Smash Bros? Uh, judging by a meme I saw going around, is it the lack of Waluigi? No, it's to do with Solid Snake. Oh, is he not in there? No, he's in there, and it's voiced by David Hayter as well, apparently. Oh, right. But, um, no, apparently people are complaining because uh, it looks like Nintendo nerfed his butt. Because he, he doesn't have as much of a dynamic posterior as he did in the previous Smash Bros game. It looks like he's had a butt reduction. Oh. I sometimes <laughs> wonder... If back in the days, in the early days of computer games, where the uh, original trendsetters coding in their garages and basements ever thought that one day this would be a concern amongst gaming fans, the uh, the butt of uh, one of the protagonists. Some might say the butt of the joke. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Indeed. But any closing thoughts, though, just in general? Any other business at all you guys want to touch on? Uh... No, I'm overcome by existential ennui again, so I'm just like... It's a really loud motorbike outside. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was my hope and joy disappointment. <laughs> Was that Final <laughs> Fantasy VII off into the sunset? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, I will wait for some news at some point. But no doubt in a couple of years. You see, I think the next logical time would be Tokyo Game Show. Just because it almost seems like a game that in Japan would get people hyped. And when you try and save announcements and stuff, like it's kind of like when we need to try and plan sometimes, you know, our announcements and things of how and when we may be able to do them. If you think, okay, what's a potential time to do it? I would say Tokyo Game Show for something like a Final Fantasy would be perhaps the most logical. And I don't know if like for Kingdom Hearts, you know, is it bigger in the West than it is in Japan? I honestly don't know in general, but... Well, I think purely just to all the different uh, properties that are in there through Disney and the like, that's always been a very big cross-marketed East-West mm. thing, which would account for that being pushed heavily over, just as heavily over here as it no doubt is over there. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy, it's always been a... Uh, I mean, it's got a big market outside Japan, but it is obviously uh, very, very big in its home mm. country, so... But, uh, sorry, I should probably clarify my thoughts a bit. In the sense that if they're going to reveal something at Tokyo Game Show, that would be probably one that would hook a lot of people. Like, for, for the native Japanese market. Well, I guess we will have to wait and see. I know, right? So, uh, so thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, guys. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I always enjoy myself, Jeremy. <laughs> that was a sound, Lauren. Mm, I know, it, it, was, it was fine. <laughs> that's cool. Hey, you got to talk about Kingdom Hearts again. Yeah, but that's not stopped me for like the past week now. I mean, at some point, actually, I do think on the podcast we should get you to gradually tell us what the plot and the lore well, of Kingdom Hearts is. If you want me to do that, let me know in advance and I will write it up. I will give you all a copy. It'll be like a fucking million-page booklet, but... No, 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 I, I, I don't need to hear Lawrence Procy, because judging by the second Starbomb album, the third one should hopefully have uh, the uh, simple plot of Kingdom Hearts as one of the tracks, one would assume. So that'll cover everything in three minutes or less. Somehow. Or, or <laughs> will there be like a radio edit that will like cut out... Have you heard any of the Starbomb stuff? No, you've gone um, totally over my head on that, sorry. They, there's, they've done a... Of the two albums, they do. Uh, they've done a song on each, which is done as a uh, 
talk show which is about uh, games with simple plots and the host invites on various characters it's like I'm the asteroid ship I shoot rocks <laughs> so I'm paper boy I throw dead papes <laughs> and in each song somebody comes on with a game that evidently isn't simple to explain and kind of sidetracks the whole thing because yeah in the first one it was Final Fa- Cloud from Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> just Cloud <laughs> yeah and then, this, and then in the second one it's uh, Snake from Metal Gear comes along and uh they sort of do a hint at the end of the, at the end of the song where Sora turns up. So everybody is assuming that's what's going to be the topic for the, th- the song on the third album. So, oops. but I suppose then are they going to wait until Kingdom Hearts Three is out to include the plot of Kingdom Hearts Three, or are they going to do it leading up to Kingdom Hearts Three? Considering as I think they've actually been working on the album, and I think it's meant to be nearly wrapped. I don't think they're going to be waiting on the third game. It'd be funny if, like, on the album, they made it, say, like, a 12-minute-long epic that they just have... What was it? What was the Green Day album where they did something like that? Um, American Idiot. Like, there was a song, Jesus of Suburbia, I think it was, which was, like, a five-arc-long song that was 12 minutes, but there were, like, different tracks within it. So you could, like, skip to certain parts just by skipping tracks. Just do it like that. Oh, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> uh, I'll literally be back in a couple of moments with some more people, so uh, stay tuned. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And welcome back to the second part of this different than usual podcast. We are now on Friday the 15th of June, all going well, depending how quickly I can edit this, the day that you will be hearing this podcast. And now the roles of Keith and Lauren have been changed. They are not here today. They are gone. Not forever, just for today, because they're both having respective days off. And now I am joined by two other cast members of the All The Anime crew. I am joined, first of all, by... Keith 2.0. And... Lauren. There you go, everyone. Welcome, Keith 2.0 and Lauren. It's funny because I was actually like, oh, thinking I was going to say well. Lauren. And like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope Kat doesn't no say Lauren. But... Keith, don't worry. <laughs> so, so welcome, Kat and Andrew, respectively. How are you doing? Hello. Long, long time no speak. I know, right? Yeah. Maybe last time I was on, maybe Christmas? Has it really been that long? I don't know. I can't remember. I think because the last time I was talking about, remember the hierarchy of the wine gums and that. Mm. That was all. Keith, that sounds like a topic that a uh, cat would discuss. No, that's all. I, <laughs> somehow, all I remember discussing last time, and I remember that being relevant. Oh no, it wasn't wine gums. It was Christmas chocolate selection. Was that following like the, the Christmas the, quiz? The, the aqua, I the think, aqua quiz. I think it was that. So that's how far back. Yeah. Maybe. So it was, yeah, it's been like six months. So is this your debut this season then? Wait, when did you start the new well, season? Well, this year. Oh right. Okay. I thought you meant it was just like. Recently? Okay. <laughs> yeah, six months. So, yeah. Oh, welcome to your season premiere. Oh, hey. I'm <laughs> totally not going to get killed off in the next episode. It's fine. It's no. Uh, only one person's ever been killed off from this show. Oh, less we I, Actually, did, did we kill her off? I don't know. I've not been back since, so... <laughs> I've been replaced by I another actor. more like you went on a long quest. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Like to find yourself. Yeah. It was like in Home Improvement, like on the final episode when they didn't, they couldn't bring back all the cast. So Jonathan Taylor Thomas wasn't there. He was just on a phone call from like somewhere in like Papua oh, New like Guinea. Oh, they in. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Oh god. So, uh, so folks, thank you very much for joining us for this second part of the show. Might as well tell you now that at the time of recording, we have now launched our special pre-order offer for Knighted Short Walk On Girl, the film directed by Masaki Uasa. 
we have got a very special AllTheAnime.com exclusive bundle where you get the limited collector's edition Blu-ray Plus DVD set and a really cool bonus A3 poster that is the same artwork you will find on the Digipack, which is a really cool street scene featuring lots and lots of characters from the film. So you can pre-order that now for a special price until Thursday next week at AllTheAnime.com. So guys, there's a, there's a lot to talk about, but first of all, Andrew, complete change of tune. You were in London last night for a particular rock show. How was it? Rock show. How <laughs> dare you? How very dare you? I prefer symphonic metal opera. What was it Christopher Lee calls his stuff symphonic? Who, sorry, who? Christopher Lee, when he does his music. Oh. He, like, it's I awesome, it. <laughs> no, it's something Oh, God, it's like, he has a really... Like you well, had, it has or no, well, had a really. Is he still? No. Okay, just checking before I, uh, <laughs> I declare someone dead who's actually still alive. Um, In the pantheon of, of, of the world. Because he's like. Um, I've it's a, a symphonic metal concept. Yeah. Some no, symphonic metal. That's what symphonic metal is a thing. That's like yeah, no, that with is, intention. Yeah. He had another name for because he added another. Oh, if anyone can remember it on Twitter, please. If you can tell us, everyone, tweet us at all the that's anime. That's the question I of mean, the week. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> my my knowledge of George Michael is better than um, like. Than, uh, oh my god, you've you just reminded history. me of something I, I needed to tell you about. Oh, so On the podcast as well. I know, right? Yeah. So I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole last night while watching yes. E3 stuff. Oh, wow. And Good. one of the recommended videos that came up for some reason was a crossover mashup video, which was Careless Whisper and Slayer. That would be pretty good. I mean, like... It's pretty damn good. Is it sym Symphonic Whispers? <laughs> yeah, because there's like a good metal cover of Careless Whisper as well. It, it, was the, it was the music of Careless Whisper to the lyrics of Slayer Seasons in the Abyss, and I was wow. losing my mind. And it worked so well. Who was it who did, like, there was, was a metal, like, not metal, maybe more like a... No, I think actually a metal cover of Careless Whisper as well. And it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I've, like I It's very metal. Limbus, no, it's Limp Bizkit, sorry. They did Faith. Oh, they did Faith. Oh. Well, I wish it would be nice. Yeah, so they, someone else did it. Right, God, I have first. I mean, someone else definitely did Careless Whisper. Like, I mean, Spotify, don't <laughs> fail me now. That can be question two of the week. Uh, let's see, Careless Whisper. But yeah, so while you're looking it up, I... Uh... Seether, that was who it was. Oh, there you go. Oh, Seether, God, that's a band I've not thought about in a while. Yeah, I, I have, that's exactly why I didn't. What's <laughs> the main guy from Seether, the guy that went out for a while with Amy Lee from Evanescence? Or am I... No, no, um, I think so. Sorry, and if there was an awkward pause, everyone, because I thought the phone was going, so don't <laughs> worry. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, for some reason, that's in my brain, that, like, the guy so, from Cedar and Amy Lee were a couple for a while. Um, I feel Wake like that's... Inside. They did a cover song, or, uh, not a cover song, a duo song, a duet at mm. one point. It's probably one of those short-lived rock metal... Faux metal relationships, <laughs> like the faux metal, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, but, but yeah, you were in London last night for um, for a perfect circle. Yes, that is correct. One uh, main yard, James Keenan. Uh yes, then girlfriend of Siva uh, There you go, Sean Morgan. There you go. So, then then being a uh, what was the guy's name? Should we actually like Sean Morgan? I would never have remembered that. Sean <laughs> in the pantheon of like. M members' names of bands and stuff. Sean Morgan is quite a, a you know a simple, not as memorable one. Yeah, it's not really. It's a... not Maynard James Keenan, for example. No, it's not. Maynard's cool. He can stay. So how was the gig though? It was really good actually. The, the cover, like the um, support act, was a, not what I expected for going with a perfect circle, but the rest of it was like the, the actual 
a perfect circle set list was really good. Like, it felt like at least, like, it was, like, from what I was speaking to someone else about, it was different from the, the day before as well. Which it wouldn't surprise me if they did a different set. They swapped a few things out. They, they, most of it was still the same, but they played... It was a really good balance between all three of their albums. I pre- refuse to accept emotive and emotive albums. <laughs> um, personal issues there, I guess. Just what, like, I, I became more appreciative after seeing the gig of those two albums because they were definitely designed to be live music tunes, not... Mm. Like, the CD ones are like, you lose half the feel. I mean, I'm not saying I, I still like them. I'm just saying I appreciate them a bit better. But. Yeah, sometimes when you hear a track live, you, you discover a new element of it or a yeah. new appreciation is probably the word. And, like, the venue, like, the, like the Brixton venue is not bad. Brixton, Brixton is a good venue for gigs, but if you get an off night for sound, it can be sludgy mm. as hell. It's it can be the quite sound was really good for APC, so I'm really happy with that. Mm. I saw Trivium there a few months back, and the sound was impeccable that night. Yeah, like I mean, if it's on point, like like it's normal when it's on point with the right people, it's perfect. Mm. And luckily, it was. Mm. And how was it? I mean, the reason I actually wanted to bring it up for for those listening in particular was uh, was the fact they managed to enforce the no camera policy. They did. Um, no phones. Full stop. Mm. Was as one person tweeting from the toilet because they couldn't use their phone uh, in the the actual gig. Source <laughs> Twitter.com. Which is pretty reasonable. I mean, like I mean, honestly, I didn't notice. I mean, I had my iWatch on, so any like any notifications I was getting, I could check, and there was nothing. I was going to say you could have just been like rustled out of the hall in a minute. If someone saw a light, they went you. Ah, uh, no, no. To be fair, they were being pretty precise about. It. I think they were also checking. I mean, mm. like. If they took it, they'd drag you out, but I think they would also be like, could you show us your phone, please? Mm. I wonder if someone's going to try and wear Google Glass. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, well, I guess, like, Google Glass is so obvious that mm. people would just be like, take your glasses off, mate, or don't come in. Mm. I mean, that said, if people really want to watch some footage of them performing, apparently, like, their Rock and Ring show from Germany a week or two back is surfacing online. <sighs> so if people, if people are desperate for it. As then... in from them, or...? From... No, as in, because like, it was broadcast on TV. Oh, okay. So yeah. someone's ripped it from TV and is starting to like circulate well, there's nothing you can do in that case no you know? exactly mm. but uh, but so one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you guys on following on from last time on the podcast is to talk a bit more about E-Triple E-3 E-Triple Dub E-3 Phone Hall E-3 E-Cubed as I once heard someone call it wow the E-Cube event so first of all Kat let's get let's get let's get an elephant out of the room first of all so Cat. So yesterday, what's the elephant called? King of Hearts. Oh, I thought you meant something else. Never mind. I thought you meant Animal Crossing. Oh no! Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Are you announcing Animal Crossing? They found a cute. So you announcing Animal Crossing? No, because it's not an anime. You haven't licensed it. Oh no, there is an Animal Crossing anime, isn't there? Is it really? Isn't it like a movie or some sort? Is it like an OVA? It's only been released in like Japan on like a DVD as part of some kind of figurine set or something. I think there is, because I remember me and my friend were talking about it. Um, but but anyway, so uh, yesterday, while you were looking up, oh, what's it called? Huh? Um, also known as Animal Crossing, the movie, is a 2006 <laughs> Japanese animated film. How long is it? Uh, more about this, oh, freaking Tom Nook, just everywhere. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't say hurry, sorry. That's uh, fine. Well, while you're, t- while you're looking it up, so yesterday at time of recording, that being in the first part of this podcast... 87 l- minutes. 87 Not even minutes. 90 minutes long. <laughs> Shy. So, so Lauren was talking about her feelings regarding Kingdom Hearts. 
So I want oh. to get I want to get your thoughts on this. I haven't told you at all what she said either. So I just oh, want you, you to. You, you told me she was talking about it. And yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, so so I want to get your thoughts on the Kingdom Hearts news, the trailers. What what do you think? I'm excited. Yeah. But I think I'm only excited because like younger me from like 11 years ago is still excited about it in some part of my head mm. and just wants closure. Just want closure. I remember finishing the second game when I was like. <laughs> Um, old enough, like teenager, and so like, and like, Andrew, do you potentially want to feel really old? Oh, good, yeah. So Lauren gave a fun fact. Oh no, I don't. Oh, want to I know. know. I don't think fact. I want to know. Like, she told so, me it before. Yeah. So oh yeah, I don't you're, feel. You're, you're I don't feel so old. So to be honest, Kingdom Hearts will make you feel old no matter what. Lauren started so. playing Kingdom Hearts the second game because it's the first one the she played. One. No, because it's the first oh, yeah, one she played. So she first played Kingdom Hearts two. Don't tell me. When she was eleven. No. She's not gonna listen to this. Is Keith, she? Keith, Keith's reaction. No, no. Because I made her tell Keith She'll yesterday. I made her tell Keith, and his reaction was just like, oh. oh. I started playing the first one when I was, I think, because I was thinking about it the other day about fifteen. Because it, obviously it came out. Was it not two thousand three? It came out. You're gonna have to tell me. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm like constantly googling. Um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts release date because I bought it second hand from like game I went and mm. saw it and I was like oh it looks interesting and bought it and then I got mm. hooked so, so so while you're looking it up what, what, what are your thoughts? 2002 <laughs> oh my god yeah so I played it like three years later and then I was like oh yeah Kingdom Hearts 2 is coming out played it when that came out mm. And then it was like at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, there was like a you know like a cut scene, and you're like, oh my god, what does this mean? Is this the stuff for Kingdom Hearts 2? He's like, thinking about it eleven years later. No, that was not. That was actually like the clip for like one of the side games. I was gonna say, is it like the equivalent of the preview at the end of Evangelion 2.0? Oh, it's not gonna actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, but the trailers yeah. that showed off that were shown over E3 and had the Frozen stuff, a bit more Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. Yeah. I'm saying this purely going on what I saw because I know oh. nothing about the franchise. Well, so, so give us give us some of your thoughts. What's got you excited? Um, I'm excited about the Frozen world and the Tangled one because I have a big soft spot for Frozen. <laughs> like I, mean, go, I don't Kat. know why I just really like that film, but probably because of Let It Go because that's such a good song. But like, so I hope there is a singing part. Just plug in a microphone and have to scream along to that. Because <laughs> usually in Kingdom Hearts, and that's what made it kind of fun was in the like when you're the main character ended up in the worlds. Usually it was caught up in the sort of main Disney story that that world is about. Mm. So obviously, I think judging by the trailers, the when you saw um, Elsa like running across the lake, that's just after a part at the start of Frozen that happens in the film. So I'm assuming the whole plotline, you you're part of it. That's kind of mm. cool. So that's why there has to be a microphone singing, you know, let it go on the mountain next to her part. And, I mean, not really, but, you know, it can happen. It wouldn't it? <laughs> so, I'm going to ask this a genuine question. Do you reckon they would have to buy the license to be able to include that in there? It's not, yeah, they, pro that must they be probably won't include it. Yeah, they won't. I Wait, for which one? Well, Frozen, they won't. Even though Disney holds the rights, I imagine the music rights might. But... In the second game, if I recall, because again, I have, I'm going to be replaying these games. Like, yeah, I, 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 told, I told Lauren this as well, by the way. I'm expecting like you and her oh, no, to I've be got the bringing PS4 us up to speed on the plot. Port, so I'm going to replay them, but I haven't played this game in over... Oh god, yeah, 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to mute out what I was saying there, but yeah. Because you're trying to count your But um, yeah, and I think in the second game, in the Little Mermaid world, they turned that into a dancing like, world instead. There wasn't any like fighting. And I think there was... Was it Dance like, Dance Revolution? I just think in it was Hearts. just like mashing the buttons, you know, like... It was, it was alright, but like... 
I think they had under the sea and stuff. Hmm. What you do? Nothing. I just no. found a, a great meme image. He, um, he's found the other uh, pictures of Goofy and Donald looking very, <laughs> very angry from the screen caps of the um, Kingdom Hearts 3 trailers. They had under the sea and stuff. I wrote, maybe. I, I mean, again, it's been a while since I played it, but that's like licensed, so they could mm. have the Frozen songs in. For the release date, is it going to hit it? Well, originally, didn't he say that they wanted a 2018 release date? So they already technically, by announcing a release date in 2019, that's delayed it by proxy. <laughs> actually, didn't you know January is actually the 13th oh, yeah, this month 13th of the year? Month of the year, yeah. So it's it's late 20. It's just very late 2018. It's winter 2018. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of still. It is winter in January anyway. So, yeah, you I know. mean. It's just, just blends together, right? Year. Yeah, you know, New Year, you're usually hungry. Unless you're in Australia. So. But... Oh, yeah, true. It's summer, so summer release date. There you go. I did joke. <laughs> I was like, oh, it'd be quite funny if they announced Kingdom Hearts release date and it's actually end of summer, like, you know, just because obviously they posted online end of 2018 on the to be announced on like Amazon and that. And I was like, oh, yeah, winter ones. But it'd be funny if they did like a little curveball and it was summer. So, I mean, summer in Australia, so, you know. Mm. <laughs> so are you planning to replay any of this stuff before 3 comes out? Oh yeah. What ones are you going to attempt to be playing um, before it? So I never actually played the side games and that explains why everyone was like screaming at the like TV or whatever about one of the characters reveal in the trailer but I don't know their backstory. Now, so, based on what Lauren, I think, was saying in the first part of this, it, so it sounds like it. it's a character from Birth by Sleep, yeah. which is a game that features lots of characters who aren't Sora. So that was, that's like... <laughs> which takes the, place before Kingdom Hearts 1. That was one. kind of what the trailer at the end of the second game all those years ago was about, was that side game. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to play through everything, because obviously the... There's a lot of games, Gat. There is. Well, yes. Well, how long till January? You know, I've got time. The main games are like, what, 40 hours yeah, each? You know, there's not, it's not like I have a million other games in my backlog, and it's not like there's Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out, and, and like tons and, you know, of Comic games. Cons and stuff. Yeah, whatever. I'll just bring my PS4 with me to the hotel. Yeah. I'll be fine. But, um, we should just get like a travel PS4. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man, if only. I, I love well, those I mean, modern console switch. ones that they so, do where that's mm. like... They make it portable, you know? Mm. But we've got the Switch, so that's fine, you know? Yeah. But Kingdom Hearts is on the Switch. I know it's not, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. We're getting a Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm going to take <laughs> take victories where we can, because, yeah. I, I, like, I won't believe it's coming out until it's in my hands, that it's coming out that date. Which so. version are you going to get? Are I you don't going to get the so, one with the, the Playmobil looking figures? This is weird, us discussing like collector stuff, because obviously you always hear the anime fans mm. and that discussing what they're going to buy from us and what version, mm. so it's kind of nice. Because I already know what nice. one Lauren's going to get. Is she getting the full one? <laughs> I know, you say which one you're going to get first, <laughs> and then I'll tell you which one she's yeah. getting. I just think it's interesting that we've kind of flipped the discussion, so it's not us talking about what we're going to buy collector mm. style, but I was thinking about it. I what don't you're going to buy What I'm going to buy, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't say between the deluxe without the figurines. As Lauren phrased it, the standard deluxe standard edition. Deluxe, or just the standard, because I think, oh, but then you get a nice steel book. So, like, the standard is like, what, 40 pounds? Mm. And the deluxe is 90? So, or just, 80? so just to reveal, the one she said was the, the, like the 80 quid ish one. So, the 80 quid one's deluxe, and then for 200 pounds. You get the three extra figures. So three horror pretty, figures. But well, they got little accessories and stuff, and it's based on the Toy Story world, but that's pricing it at about 40 pounds per figurine, which is kind of the average, actually. For a figure in Japan. Well, 
Yeah, but like Figma and like um, Nendoroids and that price about that, don't they? Mm. Have they said what kind of figures they are though? It's, because isn't it like a, a? It might I might be wrong, but isn't it like you know how you get the figure arts and all that? This is like a new version of that. I can't. Again, okay. please don't hold me to the. No, no, that's cool. It's just I haven't like I've been so busy mm. with everything else. I've not had time to like look into it all, but yeah. Because admittedly, looking looking at it from the perspective of someone who literally doesn't know much about Kingdom Hearts, people who listen to the first part of this podcast will be able to tell that from talking to Lauren. <laughs> but um, it's uh, when I look at the figures, it just comes across as like they almost look like the early learning center kind of oh, style figures. They look like Duplo to me. They're, no, they're, they're modeled off the Are not modeled off the Toy Story versions of them? Yeah, I think so. So I thought they were like, hey, they're toys, let's make them into actual Oh, so toys. they already brought out figurines then? No, 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 like, so so in Kingdom Hearts, Lauren might have told you this already, but like, whenever Sora travels to a new world, he takes on the appearance or like style of that world. So okay. in the Little Mermaid world, he turns into like a shark body or something, or mermaid guy, mer guy, or whatever. Mer-chak. And then like, and they go to the they go to the the Lion King world, and he turns into like a Simba looking lion in that. So when they go to the Toy Story one, because it's in the trailer, they look like toys, and I think that's what they've done. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. So with and, that, then I have a question based on the trailer. Then uh huh. In the Frozen world, how come he didn't have a jacket? I don't know. Surely his clothes would be repurposed. In the trailer, he says it's cold. Hmm. Which but the I first guess, thing I thought of was wear a coat. But I guess they're like human. Like he's a human character, so they would just blend in, I guess. No, I'm just asking out of curiosity. So yeah. I mean, but, yeah, he probably wraps up because mm. we've not seen much from that. But yeah, that's like the Toy Story one. I think that's what they modeled the figurines off, right? Yeah. So oh, that makes sense. It's a cash just brought up a picture just so to it's show. A, it's a toy of a, a an actual toy of the toy versions of them. Right. Okay. And that's why they probably saw like the little marking. Right. Okay. Because you see, them. looking at it from the outside in, not knowing. You've just heard how it came across to me, so that makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense now you've said that. Yeah. Yeah, because it did look bad before. Yeah, mm. yeah. But now contextually it's accurate, so... Mm. Um, but, but, uh, but, but, so any other Kingdom Hearts-related thoughts you want to, you want to get out there? Um, I can, I, I'm quite, I think another thing that's, oops, sorry, another thing that's exciting about the Frozen and Tangled world is, because it's 3D already, it's really, like, the Tangled one looks impressively close to the actual film in terms of the, the rendering and stuff. So that's kind of cool, because that's almost like seamless for them. That's like their job done. They're like, we mm. can, we've already got these films to base it off. And it's cool they're revisiting the parts of the Caribbean one, because I vaguely remember playing that level in the second Kingdom Hearts and just being like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, uh, it's all right. But in this one, obviously, they've kind of got freaking pirate battles and everything. What would I think if they've had like what say 11 12 years to create this world that you know too many too much time <laughs> too many years too, too, much, too, too many times too many games sufficient yeah. time like they have like when how long did 15 take before it came out well it was originally versus 13 final fantasy wasn't it so it got yeah so i feel i don't think i don't think kingdom hearts 3 is encroaching on that scale of time right i mean the guns of roses chinese democracy album took 14 years <laughs> And it's been nearly it longer than that for the new Tool album, <laughs> oh. I think. Andrew could probably correct me more than on that. Yeah, it's been about that, I think. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a Tool fan, so I don't um, know. But, yeah. But, uh, but uh, come on, I'm glad you're excited for it. I am. It's weird because I just, I've literally not really thought about Kingdom Hearts for years and you see it, mate, because obviously it was a thing I played as a teenager and now it's this sort of, I can play three now and move on with the rest of my life, mm. knowing that I finally get that closure on the franchise, right? Until they announce Kingdom Hearts 4 or something. 
Well, I mean, as, a, as people sort of mentioned vaguely yesterday, you can bet there's going to be like an open-ended ending. Leaving yeah, it open they'll, for they'll do one. what they did with the other one, just have a trailer at the end and it's all vague and there's text everywhere and you're just like, what does it mean? Like, why? And you'll be yeah. like, ah, oh, another decade of my life. Yeah, I know, I'm going to be like in the retirement home playing like Kingdom Hearts 10 well, it'll be or DLC because apparently they're open to DLC. Oh, of course, yeah. Did you, did you really, did we... We got DLC for games back in like 2007. No, not really. Not really. So this is probably. I mean, it was more like for me, it was like the 360 time period where yeah, DLC, DLC really yeah. DLC only took off about like even then, like yeah, because like Kingdom Hearts Two was PS Two. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Also, is this being released on Xbox as well? Yep. Uh, yeah. The exponent so. getting because, uh, as Lauren points out, it's the first Kingdom Hearts game on Xbox, and you can't play any of the others on it. Wouldn't yeah. it be like <laughs> slightly it, awkward? Wasn't it? Oh no, Mass. Wasn't it like Mass Effect? That was the same for Mass Effect. Mass Effect. PS3? Uh, Mass Effect was originally just Xbox, and the second one eventually came but to PS3. But the first one never did. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the whole EA. Until thing. the trilogy, wasn't that? Didn't they release I the trilogy? I remember. Yeah, something they did. I think it was like talk that. about okay. it. But, I don't but then when you played the second game, you went through like a mini comic style cutscene. Because I originally played it first on PlayStation, oh, and so I did like the digital right. comic thing. That was and pretty cool. It makes all your choices, but kind of saves you from the the really frustrating controls in the first game. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a saving grace for that. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll come back to Animal Crossing talk. But uh, but Andrew, what's a highlight or two from you for E three? I think she wants to get the Animal Crossing stuff out. I, I, I was just gasping at Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. What, what, you're going to be, like, terrified. So, so, so what a couple of highlights for you, Andrew. Anything in particular that stood out? I'm the old one out. I actually really like Death Stranding. No, I the trailer was really there, good. There's a lot to unpack, and we know it's going to be like a postal simulator. Death so. I don't think so. I think they, they <laughs> deliberately... Like, Kojima de- said on Twitter that he deliberately chose to make a silent cut, a.k.a. no action. Mm. Like, which means there's a lot... Probably a lot of action. I think it's, there's the usual amount of action in there. I don't think it... It is a delivery simulator. This one was just about conveying the mood of the, the game. And you also added two more cast members. Yeah, both of which look really cool. Mm. Like, so I'm well on board for this. I, like, that's the old one for me. Also, Resident Evil 2 remake looks great. It's a remake, not a remaster as well, which is mm. ace. So I'm really excited, actually. Mm. Them. And like, Cyberpunk look freaking awesome, that trailer. I'm trying not to think about that or um, the new Sky... Uh, not Skyrim, the new Evernote. Like, Ever- Elder Scrolls Evernote. It's a fucking Friday, alright guys? (laughs) But no, I mean, the new um, Elder Scrolls as well, and that and Starfield with a new Garfield Mm. spin off. We're not going to see those for at least 10 years. The internet wants to call it, like, everyone's saying Starfield is like a game based on Garfield. What Garfield is? Yeah. It was like, if you Google it, it's like fan conspiracies that Bethesda's original IP is actually that, but. no, like, all of those games, I'm kind of waiting till we get closer to a date. I mean, Death Stranding, I feel, will get a date sooner rather than later, probably. So, I asked this to Keith in part one. Do you think Death Stranding will come out before Final Fantasy oh, VII Remake? well before, I Wasn't think. Wasn't it? I think um, it's going to come out next year for Death Stranding, is my yeah. guess. If I had to place money today, I'd say it's coming out next year. What, Death Stranding? Yeah, I just don't know when, because, like, yeah, I mean, late next year, probably. Jima but... said something back in 2016 about wanting the game to come out before, or the year of, or something, Akira was set? So, so or the 2020, then? No, well... Wouldn't it be 2020? I, I checked online, it said Akira was set in 2019, but I might be wrong again, mm. so... Yeah. By the way, cool. Yeah, but that was, like, two years ago, so obviously a lot yeah. of circumstances mm. have changed, so... Any, anything else that stood out to you in particular? 
I'm trying not to like go over stuff I've already said, but I'll, oh, I'll, I'll take yeah, the lead yeah. if you say something, as it were. So any other games that stood out to you in particular, Mr. Andrew? Or any announcements me, or anything in particular? Devil May Cry 5 looks really good. Yeah, looks um, really good fun. Loved that trailer. Um, just, I think I'd say Capcom basically pulled off a really good E3 this year. Um, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice looks really good. Mm. Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Ghost of looks good too, but I kind of feel like it's one where I'll play it, but like, I don't know, like it looks really ace. I'm just like, meh, I'll wait for a release date mm. again. Uh, are you looking forward to getting hold of Gears of, Gears of War Funko Pop? No. <laughs> nothing wrong with Funko Pop. I mean, if you like Funko Pop, that is a-okay, mm. but it's just not my, not my hing. Mm. What about Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey? I think that was a word. Yeah, Odyssey. That sounds right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested because of the Greek mythology stuff but I'm not normally a fan of them admittedly yeah like I, I kind of feel it all blends into one at this point I will probably mm. play this one because it looks like they've advanced things a bit further mm. but yeah like what I did know which was really nice actually and it shouldn't have to even be an observation frankly speaking but what I did notice this year compared to every other year is there's like an equal amount of games now like all the big games where it's relevant have a male and female protagonist option. I know Resident Evil 2 was one of the originals to have mm. that option. It was Leon or Claire, like, at the time, which is awesome, but it's, like, it's nice to see that lots of other games there, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, what were the other ones which came up? I mean, obviously, Last of Us is a female protagonist as well. Gears 5 will have a uh, Gears 5 will, like, um, like, a lot of the games being showcased, mm. a lot more than usual, had actual character choice so you could choose between who you play which is exactly how it should be because there's mm. a lot of like there's as many female gamers out there nowadays and it's like mm. it's, it's important like I mean there's a lot like and like there's a lot of people who like to play as a female character as well it's not just about like women wanting to play as a female character or mm. like 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 that like kind of split you know it's kind of but it's like you say it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a thing it should not be a thing you should have the choice of it should just be there by default like of at least like at least a binary set of choices mm. there with it like I mean like like with they expand further or not would be quite impressive to see as well actually mm. to be honest I mean, again, it shouldn't be. It, it, this shouldn't be a surprise, basically. This shouldn't be. This shouldn't be like a thing where not even an issue. This shouldn't even be a thing where it's like, oh yeah, I did notice that. It's like Jesus. When did this become a thing where it's noticeable, like or like as opposed to just part of the. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cat. We'll let you have your. Hello. You'll let you have your piece. So um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'll never have my piece. So I, I talked about this on part one of, the, of this podcast, where I described how we were frantically getting through a meeting so we could go back and watch the Nintendo Direct, and then we were in the office. We all had our respective oh, streams no. on, and all I could hear in the background was occasionally going, "Oh, Smash Bros." Well, or something to that effect. So give us a bit of a rundown on what you wanted and what you didn't get. Um. Well, I didn't get Animal Crossing. That's all I have to say. Disappointed, Nintendo. Come on. Did no. you not? Did you not enjoy the the, the wealth of information about Smash Bros? Right, to be fair, like obviously Smash Brothers has a huge fan base, else they wouldn't have like exhausted themselves to bring mm. all that new content and update and the very very detailed presentation that lasted quite a while. The Wii Fit Trainer's face job. Yeah, you know, like and then Snake's butt and whatever, mm. and like you know, just changing the, stuff. The, the current controversy. Yeah, like making it flat or whatever, but like. 
yeah, for someone like, online. I, I can understand it. that because they did like I realized after they did say a few months ago that that was going to be their focus at E3 was Smash Brothers and stuff and obviously and now they've delivered because they've got the everyone is here that's their tagline mm. you know the whole cast so you know I'm excited I'm like happy that the Smash Brothers fans got what they wanted they, they, got, they got what they, they wanted in they, 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 they could have just announced all the characters and that would yeah, have been enough but then for they people. went you know and just described every little like you know like change and little thing and that that's good for them like that's great but you know we just didn't get yeah. I'm sad. But I understand they wouldn't really announce it, I guess. But the thing about Nintendo is they also do have several um, Nintendo Directs across the year, usually. Or they'll just randomly announce one. They'll be like, oh, we're doing one next week at this time. And tune in and everyone's just like, what can it mean? And then, you know, everyone's <laughs> like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's something charming about everyone just like crying around the screen watching the countdown and mm. then it does it. You know, it's just some sort of broadcasting. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's nice. But it's also like... I just want Animal Crossing. On so, the so what kind of? So, <laughs> so hypothetically, what would you like to be announced for an Animal Crossing? Just another game. Like when did? Um, Has there been one on the Switch already? No. So this would be the Switch this debut. Be, this would be yeah. So that's probably why they didn't announce on E3 because like Smash Brothers is their central focus as like mm. a flagship title of the year, and obviously last year it was Mario Odyssey because. Breath of the Wild came out before E3 that year, but then the year before that was Breath of the Wild gameplay and Pokemon, I think. But again, that was DS. Um, and obviously, like, given the Switch is now pretty much kind of the nail in the coffin for the DS because of its portability and everything, it's like such a great console. And I just want, and you know, Stardew Valley's on the Switch, and that's great. It's an excellent game, and you can sink so many hours into it. But yeah, even like a, a port of Animal Crossing from the DS somehow to the Switch, because I guess it's like dual screen and stuff and that, but just, you know, you I guess it would be hard to do that. I understand, oh. like, I, I make it sound like, you know, and just. You just really, want Animal really, Crossing. I, I know, I just want Animal Crossing. I just, and, you, and it's got, I'm sure the Switch has the, you can read the Amiibo. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got the yeah. NFC chip. Yeah, it's got the things. So you can like bring all the, you know, all the characters from Animal Crossing. You know, all the little extras you can get on the mm. DS and stuff. So the 3DS, sorry. So yeah, just want Animal Crossing. Like even I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Like even if it was an Animal Crossing game for the Switch and it wasn't like the full game, it was just like a fun party game or something. At least that'd be something. Would you take the Animal Crossing equivalent of Mario Party? Well, yes. <laughs> Well, they did have one on the on the Wii U, and it was it was all right. It was a, like what, well, if they just ported that and did like a deluxe version. At least there's something, but then they could have just like made a new animal, you know, made a new. Animal. <laughs> I, d I don't know. I d I just would. And the thing is, I noticed on Twitter a lot of people were kind of the same mind about wanting an Animal Crossing game. Mm. So you know the fan base is obviously still there, and you know, and the thing is, the 3DS game is like still great now like it's still got obviously ton like re replayability and obviously they had the mobile game come out last year so you're just like just just give me a game for the switch just give me a little for the switch i'll be happy it'll be fine i mean this year is obviously still got a good slate for games and next year especially isn't their whole like you know the next couple of years we're gonna get a lot of good games mm. so we just need to throw animal crossing in there mm. and it'll be great Interestingly speaking, um, do tell. Like, um, sorry, like while we were chatting there, I just took a look, at, like an article has just actually come out 
relatively recently where um, every year the feminist frequency does a breakdown, a gender breakdown of games in E3. Mm. Like, and interestingly, um, looking at it for this year's, actually there's no real movement in the numbers despite the perception we had, mm. which like fascinates me actually just because like it's reversed the, the impression we had. So basically the breakdown is like they've had like this um, basically one, two, three, four, there's five categories total. So like multi for games by gender, which is the largest percentage, which is fifty percent. Uh gender ambiguous where it's like Willow Wisp in um RI, like for example, where it's not like the the, the creators obviously don't feel it's necessary for you to guess. Like it doesn't gender isn't important, which is kind of a cool development actually, I feel. Um, like depending on the plot, etc. Mm. Not applicable, which was thirteen percent. Male protagonist twenty four percent. Female eight percent. Mm. So it was still a massive un- imbalance. I think what maybe so going backwards there, maybe what was more obvious this time was that where there was a choice, the demo option at E three at least at the conferences was the female option, mm. which again is a welcome development. But it's an interesting split because I guess we don't really get a a proper survey of the show floor. Mm. So we're only seeing a subset of the games and the conferences, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm sorry, like... No, no, no. no, 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 no I'm also hacked off that we didn't get Animal Crossing announcement, though. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am annoyed we didn't find out what was going on with, um, like, the new uh, Metroid Prime, aka Federation Forces 2, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there also, like, apparently, like, a Yoshi game or something that was shown yeah, up last yeah. year that's just been dormant? I it's been delayed gonna, 2019. Yeah, they're going to definitely do another inte- a big Nintendo Direct later on in the year. Mm. I have my fingers crossed for it. So. Let's go, Pikachu and Eevee. Which oh, one are you yeah. getting? Probably Pikachu. I look forward to the Let's um, Go Tom Nook, which is about death collection. Like, I was quite keen on getting the Pokeball thing as well, but you just know I'm going to throw it and like smash it up your the TV. river. Or like throw it at my TV. You know, the, you know I'll just, we'll just get like a bit like a bungee cord on it. Oh, like a safety. Yeah, yeah, just have it around my wrist and watch as my hand gets ripped off. And, and it'll always just yeah. like return to you. Yeah. Like a yo-yo. Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing some sick tricks with it. <laughs> um, See, that'd be the next thing, like a Pokeball, like a yo-yo that well, looks like a Pokeball. I'm quite... Oh yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, and it lights up and everything. Yeah, on different colours. Just cat, cat's cradle, whatever it's called. The, the little walk the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yo-yo tricks. But I, I quite like the that one because the reason they made it was like the whole Pokemon Go thing, mm-hmm. and then they've made it more simple, as like as a game for like a new generation of people to get mm-hmm. into Pokemon. And then to bring them into the mainline one that will come well, next year. Yeah, I would, see, it was good that they mentioned that as well. They could have just mentioned that for Animal Crossing, but why? <laughs> Um, Nintendo. Yeah, come on, listen to me. Um, so that's pretty cool because that will be the first Switch official Pokemon mainline title mm. coming out. Because again, another nail in the coffin for the 3DS, really. If they're, mm. I, I reckon that's games. probably still going strong though. Just oh, in see, general. well, they're still releasing games for the 3DS. Mm. So and some people are like Dreamcast. Yeah, like, <laughs> some people are just like, why? But obviously the CDS is again another thing that a lot of kids and that buy and obviously they've got new like they've stripped away the whole CDS thing so it's a 2DS now because obviously when the CDS first came out many moons ago oh god um, it was the whole gimmick of the 3D thing and I think I only used the 3D thing on mine like 
a few times mm. because and then it that, made you feel really ill. When and then you there was the new 3DS, the new 3DS which was, wasn't the most have... confusing marketing message. Yeah, in the and world. then they did the 3DS XL, which is pretty good, but which is what I call regular size 3DS. Yeah, it weighs a lot. I realise how much it weighs. I'm like, I think this weighs as much as my Switch now. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. I just go show you the technology advancement, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's insane. Like in the past X amount of years, again, but um, that we've just come so far with that sort of portability thing and also it's Nintendo and there's always just been there's something about Nintendo I love it's that sort of charm they have with when it comes to like their products and games and like mm. like Mario Odyssey was like probably one of my favorite games from last year yeah last yeah. year because I every it's like, been a long year I got through it in a few <laughs> days and I was worried it was like too fast but it was actually not like a, it's not too long a game if you kind of mm. but obviously if you're trying to collect everything you spend more time on it but it was just such a charming game and like it really the graphics was amazing, like, mm. you know, for for the Switch and stuff, and yeah, it was just, a good, you know, the Switch is great, um, honestly, like, it feels like the Switch is like, they, they made the Wii U, and the Wii U was kind of like the sketch concept in the sketchbook of what they wanted, and then the Wii U was like, what this is what we kind of, what, kind of what, what they made, yeah, and then they're like, but then they made the Switch, and it's like, no, that's what we really wanted everything to look like in the first place. Thank you, Tony. You was bought a our proof of concept. Yeah, yes. you know, the <laughs> Switch. Our Kickstarter proof of concept. Yeah, like, Switch is actually what they envisioned in the long run, and the Wii U was just that in between yeah. kind of guy. Mm. And, like, I, I still love my Wii U, it's great, but obviously, I got the Switch, and now it's like. Hey, it's got Mario Maker. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's like obviously Mario Maker and 3DS and all that. So they're sort of like the day they put Mario Maker onto the Switch, imagining people just playing uh, that portably and making levels. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Well, they will do that, won't they? They'll probably port it. What, won't they? One would assume they're gonna do it, but they'll probably need to really refine it. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. probably because it's obviously now it's the portable screen. Yeah. Mm. It's Switch is basically just the new like console that's obviously PS4 and Xbox stand strong for all the sort of gaming generation mm. but the Switch just again Nintendo just sort of win in terms of charm I'd still like how Nintendo just try and be they just do what they want yeah they just do what they want mm. obviously there's like Nintendo Labo in that which is like it's amazing it's such a good concept it's such a good concept for engagement with kids and stuff and like for creativity and it's also the amount of stuff I've seen people have posted online that they've done with it it's just mm. incredible like it's I wish I had that when I was in school, you know, like in primary school or like whatever, because that would just be incredible, like as a sort of creative learning experience and whatever, so, mm. yeah. Cool stuff. Well, I think we're going to start wrapping it up now, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I am going to do a quick reminder that we are less than a few weeks away now from Maquia, When the Promised Flower Blooms, being in cinemas around the UK. Make sure you book your tickets at maquiafilm.co.uk because it is in cinemas on the 27th of June. And as I mentioned as well, don't forget our special pre-order offer for the anim all the anime.com exclusive bundle of Nighty's short Walk On Girl is live now at our web shop at the time of recording. Lots and lots of cool stuff coming out. And of course, for all you Love Life fans out there, Love Life Sunshine is out next week at the time we are recording this. And Lupin the Third Part 4 is available to add to your collection now. A any other business before we close out, guys? Anything else you want to make mention of or say? No. Other than have a good weekend? Oh, Have yes. a good weekend. weekend yeah. There we go. Have a good weekend. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week in some way, shape, or form. Bye. Bye. Bye.